Hello again and welcome to the Master's Voice. I continue with the live reading of the prophetic word that the Lord has sent me to bring from the chapter of Isaiah, Isaiah 13. Behold, the day of the Lord comes, cruel and with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land waste, and he will destroy its sinners from it. For the stars of heaven and their constellations will not give their light. The sun will be darkened in its going forth, and the moon will not cause its light to shine. This is what the Lord said to me concerning this. He said that Mystery Babylon will be put into darkness. He said that this is not just the spiritual darkness that already lies heavy upon this nation, but he said that it will be a physical and a literal darkness, that this land will be in darkness for a period of time. And he said, and I quote, I will allow the coyotes and the wilderness spirits to roam there and whomsoever they find, they may devour. God said to tell America and indeed the rest of the world that he will for a time remove from mankind and I quote directly, the right to use my sun and my moon because they are defiled and because they are undoubtedly wicked. I will take away from man the right to use my sun and my moon. The earth will lie in cold and darkness and then they will know that I am the Lord. I will punish the world for its evil and the wicked for their iniquity. I will stop the arrogance of the proud and I will lay low the haughtiness of the terrible. I will make a man more rare than fine gold, a man more than the golden wedge of Ophir. Now I've shared what I feel and I still feel was a very personal dream on the blog. It has been up for about a month and a half, but I did say in that post that the time may come where I moved in my spirit to take it down because it was and still is an intensely personal experience. The prophecy is called, I saw the end of the world. Now, because I don't want to make the description box too long with all the prophecies that I cross-reference, I can only ask that if you're somebody who watches these videos and you actually want to take this channel seriously, pause the video and write down the titles of these prophecies so that you can go back to the blog, use the search box. My blog usually has a picture, the written bit on a white sheet of paper, and then the bottom of the blog is in blue. After the comment section, you will see a thin rectangular box that says search. Put whatever you're looking for in that box and then just press enter because it doesn't have a, a go button. So just press enter and then the names of these prophecies will come up and you can read it for yourself. That was an intensely personal prophecy. And in that prophecy, I basically saw that there were hardly any people left. Make of it what you will, but I was still here on earth. Nobody had come to rapture me or carry me anywhere. I was still here on earth and I was with a very small group of people. We weren't that many. 
There might have been other bands of people, but I saw two dreams in that night. And um, the, the one that I'm talking about was, was not easy to see. In fact, I saw more than two dreams. I saw a great dragon falling from the sky. And this dragon did not want to fall from the sky. He was thrown out. And the perspective is I was in the air and I was falling almost as if the dragon was falling in a movie and then I was the movie camera falling with him to capture his fall. So he was turning in the air huger than the dragon in Shrek or in any other movie that I've seen. A huge red dragon filled with so much rage. He was clawing at the air and he was doing everything in his power to stay in the heavens. But he had been cast down and he had to fall. The dream after that, I think, was the earth was empty. The earth was so empty that the wind on earth was going. The wind only whistles in places where I guess you don't have tall buildings or you don't have trees or you don't have anything to block the movement of the wind. So the wind just whistles along because there's absolutely no interference. There were hardly any people on earth. It's not only because the wind was whistling like that, but I, as a human being connected to other humanity, could feel how finished we were. We were so finished. And both in that desolate place where I was and in my bed, I was groaning and crying out and asking the Lord, why is everybody dead? Where has everybody gone? And many times I caution believers on this, on this website and on this channel to strongly return to the scriptures and ask God if the way that they've been taught that they're just going to be snatched up and carried somewhere and not have to worry about everything. I believe that the Lord will definitely come back for his people. But I am considering and putting myself among the Bereans to truly search this world, word and find out what God wants me to understand about the timing of when he will come. And there is a prophecy that the Lord gave me this morning, still putting that prophecy in prayer. It is not a good one for America, but then when is it ever? And again, this matter that I'm talking about, about the Lord's return is addressed. So the Lord says that I will make a man harder to find than fine gold. A man will be harder to find than the golden wedges from Ophir. I shared recently in a prophecy that we don't even know where Ophir is anymore. We no longer know where that where that um, ancient land is that had such rare gold. And God is saying here that he will make human beings harder to find than that rare gold. Think about the process of finding gold. Gold is not on the surface of the ground. You first have to prospect and look for the areas of earth that look like they may contain gold. And then you have to make a huge investment of time and digging and excavation to see if you were right about the area being gold rich. So imagine that God is saying, if the process of finding gold is so hard, he's going to make it harder than hard for one living person to see another living person. And in that dream that I had, people were eating other people. People would grab hold of a person here and here and pull them apart 
fighting for the right to consume a still living person. People had become so wicked that in that dream, all I could do was cry and cry and cry and ask the Lord this one sentence that I hope you're listening to. Lord, when are you coming? Therefore, I will shake the heavens and the earth will move out of her place in the wrath of the Lord of hosts and in the days of his fierce anger. The Lord said to tell you that the reading of this passage is literal. It is not a supposition. It is not an allegory. Shake the heavens means heavens above our heads. Shaking. Earth moving out of her place, meaning earthquakes of such a mass that the land masses will shift from their usual position and take up different locations than they had before. And all of this will be because of his anger. It shall be as when the deer are hunted. It shall be like a sheep that no man cares for. God is talking about the earth and her inhabitants. Every man will turn to his own people and everyone will flee to his own land. This is again talking about the United States. This has gone from being of a global application back to the United States. Every man will go back to his own people and everyone will flee to his own land. It may also be talking about universal application. And this is understandable. I think if people think that their lives may be over, and this is just my observation, so please do not hit the comment section like a torpedo. Celestial, are you saying, are you saying? I'm at pains to make it clear what the Lord is saying and what Celestial is saying. When people realize that their lives are in danger and when they realize that time is short, you do wanna be with your family. You do wanna be with, with those who understand you ethnically. And this is one of the reasons that um, the very existence of the beast of revelation is so preposterous because one of the things that the new world order and the beast system will try to do is absolutely scrub identity. We are going to be told that because we are human, we are all inherently the same. We don't look the same. We don't sound the same. We don't all like the same ethnic foods or ethnic and cultural things. That's obvious, but this system will attempt to sanitize humanity. Every single distinguishing mark about mankind, everything that makes you know I'm from the Czech Republic or I'm from Greece or I'm from Somalia or I'm from Japan will be wiped away and we will all be given coinage, this one matching identity called global citizen. If you haven't already seen the United Nations and all its affiliate cousins pumping that stuff out in the last 10 years, rest assured, this is where we are going. So... It says here that everybody will go back to his own people and everyone will flee to his own land. And in the area of America, I have shared many times that God shows me that there will come a time in this nation that there will first be a hemorrhage, first because of very open and graphic attacks that will happen in the United States. And many foreigners will be like, did not sign up for this. I'm out. And one nation that the Lord showed that was very clued up on this was the nation of France, 
those people dropped everything here as if it was hot and went back to Europe without looking back. They went home to safety and they went home to normality. And then after that, the Lord showed in many different visions that America will hemorrhage people constantly as they realized that they did not sign up to take part in her devolution, which means her gradual drop. And they definitely did not sign up to die with her. And this is why in Revelation 18, when Mystery Babylon is being destroyed, the peoples are told before the destruction, come out of her, my people. And then we're shown a picture of the kings of the earth, the merchants of the earth, and all those who loved Mystery Babylon standing and watching as she burns and receives all her judgments and plagues in a single day. So the Lord says in verse 15 that everyone who is found will be thrust through. That means to be stabbed through. And I just shared in the first video that I have indeed seen that in visions. Everyone who is captured will be cut down by the sword. Their children will be dashed to pieces before their eyes. Their houses will be plundered and their wives ravished. I'm sure that that speaks for itself. Behold, I will stir up the Medes against them. Now the Medes were a nation who are synonymous with the Persians. They're not exactly Persians, but in the ancient times, the nation was called the nation of the Medes and the Persians. They were seen basically as one. So God is definitely speaking here about Iran. The Medes will be stirred up against them. They do not regard silver and they do not care for gold. Their bows will smash the young men to pieces and they will have no pity on the fruit of the womb. Again, to all those who constantly live in a mythical universe where children in this nation will not be hurt because God is Santa and therefore when God judges, God is going to specially pluck American children out of harm's way, even though when judgments come to nations that worship idols, for instance, like Pakistan and Uzbekistan and other places, when God sends judgments and those people suffer huge earthquakes or their idols fall or they go through floods and tons of babies are snatched out of the hands of the mothers, all sorts of collateral damages happen when these earthquakes strike and when these other painful things happen. We never see CNN say, amazing, no children in Thailand drowned in that tsunami. We never see that. But there is a constant belief here that because America is special, God's going to have to do something and tweak his judgment so that nobody under age is hurt. I repeat here at the Lord's instruction, only the righteous will be saved. If you do not believe me, please refer to the scripture that I constantly read on this blog and use on the blog post, Ezekiel chapter 9. In that chapter, you will find, and I'll just say it here on camera, that God called for six men who were about to judge a city. He gave five of them destructive weapons, probably an axe or some other type of blade, but to one man, he gave an inkwell, which is basically a feather and a thing of ink. And he told him, before these five go through to destroy, you go through the city and make a mark upon the forehead of 
every man who is weeping and lamenting over the sinfulness of those who live in this land. So the man went throughout the city and he marked only the repentant, the righteous, the holy, and those who were crying out to God because of the sinfulness of the land. He came and he reported to God, I have done as you instructed me. After that, the Lord spoke to the other five and say, go throughout the land and slay everyone who does not have the mark. Kill old and young, young woman and nursing infant. Leave none alive. As one who has been called by God to bring things out that are not pleasant or easy to hear, I try to always deliver these prophecies with compassion and understanding, but I cannot traffic in lies so that the viewership feels better. That's not why I'm here. So I always strive to point out to people, it is not your age, young or old, that will save you. It is righteousness and holiness before the Lord. When the Lord sent out the curse in Egypt, the curse did not differentiate between Egyptian firstborn and Israelite firstborn. It didn't differentiate between human firstborn and animal firstborn. It also didn't differentiate between rich firstborn, old firstborn, male or female, old or young. It only had one distinguishing factor, and that was the blood. Who had blood on the door? The blood made the difference. The blood answered everything for the curse. Every house that had no blood, and the animals did not have blood, they all lost a firstborn. This means that Egyptians lost the firstborn. It means that any Israelite who had not listened to Moses, celebrated Passover and put blood on his door, was one who lost a firstborn. The mixed multitude that lived in Egypt at the time, many other different nations and nationalities, they all lost a firstborn, all the way up to the ruler of the nation who had been defying God, Pharaoh. Isaiah 13 is a judgment, and judgments don't differentiate based on how you feel or what you think about what I am saying. Judgment will follow only one voice, and that is the master's voice. So it really is on us to listen and adjust our thinking and understanding of this person's words, not me person, the Lord person, so that we can be in alignment with what he is saying. Children will be dashed to pieces before their eyes, their houses will be robbed and their wives will be ravished. So I had come down to Right, their bows will smash the young men, meaning all the fighting men. This is another thing that the Lord has said, that because America trusts in her military so much, she is so proud of the military industrial complex, she feels that she cannot be defeated in open or covert battle, and yet God says that invaders will smash her special forces to pieces, and they will also not pity children. Their eye will not spare children, and Babylon the glory of kingdoms, the beauty of the Chaldeans' pride will be like when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. I will say this because it's been on my heart for a few days. I meant to share it in another video re relating to this topic, but I didn't get the chance. So 
I would like to say this, and because I don't know where these videos go, um, I don't really have an understanding how it's going to hit. You may be someone who is the parent of a gender-confused child, young child or an old child. You may be someone who is using the term that they've coined here in New York, um, gender nonspecific or any of the other tons of um, phrases that they have to basically talk about young people, old people, men and women who have decided to do what I spoke about in the first video, which is either to um, break the barriers that God has set concerning sexuality, which is that kind will lay with kind as in mankind should only lay with mankind as in humans should only date and procreate with other humans, not donkeys or any of the other things that are counted a bestiality, but that kind should not lay with kind in that man should not lay with a man as he does with a woman and that women should not lay with women as she does with a man. The Lord said to me, and I have put in one of the prophecies, one of the older ones, one of the first ones that I put on the blog, that this nation practices perversion in such a way that it literally slaps his face. God has said that America has appointed herself as a God of sexuality, and she dictates both to her um, citizens and also, excuse me, please, to the nations at large that they can play with and blend and bend sexuality in any way that appeases whatever appetite they have. I have to tell you that if you are someone who does this and you think that popular opinion, twisted science, or the constant false papers that America keeps coming up with to show, oh, we studied a group of transgender and we saw that it's natural and they can't help it, or we've studied LGBTQ children over a period of 15 years and we've seen how they thrive in multi-blended households. If you are a person who is allowing anything but the truth of God's word to guide you, you will receive a very harsh punishment in the day that these invaders come here. And part of the reason I'm saying this is because God said that he will overthrow the United States the way he did Sodom and Gomorrah. If you've never read Josephus and other extra biblical books, then you may not know that all you think is that, oh, Lot and his daughters ran away, God saved them, and then little sulfur balls were coming down from the sky to hit the cities of the plain. There were five cities, but God spared one because that's the one that Lot ran away to. And you may not know that Sodom and Gomorrah actually ended up as what we know as tar pits. A tar pit is a place where bitumen is mined. If you don't know what bitumen is, bitumen is an extremely sticky, stinky, sulfurous, dense and black gooey mass that kind of bubbles up out of the earth because of chemical processes that I don't really know about in depth. But God basically burned Sodom and Gomorrah and the other two cities in the plain that were known for practicing homosexuality until there was nothing left of them. He burned them until the buildings, the cattle, and the people, all that organic matter that primarily forms carbon when it is burnt, 
until it melted into one large, huge tar pit that ancient people could then go to and get some tar and use it to patch up their roof or plug a leak or something. What God performed in Sodom and Gomorrah made all the neighboring nations silent and observant because what they saw when God torched those four cities was what they call in the Bible a sign, a wonder, and a hissing. See, people in the ancient days were not confused when they saw such events happening. Modern day things like the History Channel and CNN specials would lie to you and make you think that ancient peoples were less intelligent than we are now, make you think that um, they, they were easily ooed and odd and had less understanding, but they worked actually with a lot better technology that we have today in a lot of areas, especially in architecture. And those people were very clear cut on what was going on then. Whatever you might say about the other false religions, everyone who was worshiping a false god knew about the God of Israel. And they knew how he did things. When he did things in Egypt, people talked about it for generations. And when he did this to Sodom and Gomorrah, everyone observed and was warned. So to people who practice this lifestyle, America, I will say this to you. There was a time I was transcribing a prophecy for the Lord, writing out the images and the visions that were right before me. And the Lord showed me the world map and he showed homosexuality as little red dots on the world map. And the Lord drew my attention to two nations, India and Russia. Oh, and China also. And what I saw is on those continents, those are three very populated nations. There were only a few dots here and there. And then he drew the map out again and I saw other continents and countries and just a few dots here and there. And then the Lord swung the perspective to the United States. The United States looked like she had chicken pox. There were dots covering every square inch of that nation. She had higher concentrations along both coasts, but the nation looked like she was infected with something. And the Lord said to me, Celestial, observe the lie and the myth that the United States is. Of all nations burdened with the perversion of homosexuality, she is the one who greatly practices it, practices it among everyone and then she exports it to all other nations because of her propaganda machine she makes it seem like everyone is doing it but the truth is it's just her and the lord showed me a picture and I saw an Indian woman who had just given birth. She was in the hospital. He was showing me the pictures in India and showing me the pictures in China and Russia. And in all three of those nations, a woman had just given birth and her baby was brought to her and her husband came to the bed and put an arm around her. And the Lord was contrasting what goes on in America. Same with same, man with man, woman with woman, man with child. 
woman with child. And he was showing me the family structure outside in the other nations. And he was telling me, my order is the strength of the nations. Please don't misunderstand God, ladies and gentlemen. Whether you are a Christian or not, God could care less about what you think his order was. When he formed this world, he did not use a committee. You and the people who advise you, the people that you follow and what you think, whether you practice this lifestyle or not, were not invited to the table to ask God the parameters that he should use to govern the earth and the people he put on the earth. If you defy this God, or if you're one of those people who practices this understanding, I don't want to serve a God who would kill people anyway. I don't want to serve a God who's so heartless and who wants to force me to worship him. Understand that where you came from, you had nothing going on for you before your creation. You exist at the pleasure of the Lord, and I am not afraid to tell you that. You exist because you were conceived in his mind, because you came out of his heart, and because you were shaped and formed in love to know him and to have communion with him. It is not his desire to judge you or punish you or cast you off. But if you shake your fist at him, finish the sentence for yourself. Babylon will be destroyed like when God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. It will never be inhabited again. It will never be settled from one generation to the next. No longer will the traveler pitch his tent there. No longer will the shepherds graze their sheep there. Only the wild beasts of the desert will congregate there and their houses will be full of owls the ostrich will dwell there and the wild goats will dance there. The hyenas will howl in their pleasant places and the jackals will dwell in their beautiful palaces. Her time is near to come and her days will not be delayed anymore. These are the things that the Lord has given me to share. Isaiah 13. This may be the second or third time that I'm reading this chapter um, on air with no written prophecy, except to say that the Lord has sent me to bring these things to all our attention. Understand when I receive these prophetic words, the first person's attention that it comes to is my own. The prophecies of the Lord make me very sober. They make me think, they make me examine my life and they make me, believe it or not, cling closer to God. I pray that they would have the same effect on you. This channel is not to um, cause your heart to tremble or fear. Like I said in the previous videos, they're not to cause you to quit on life or think, well, what is there to live for? There is plenty to live for. There is an immense amount of work that must be done in the kingdom of God's people to bring other people into the knowledge and understanding of these things. And of course, because the media in this country does such a great job of making people think that any narrative that is outside of the one they're pushing is a lie or a conspiracy theory or whatever else they're calling it these days. It can be very difficult to speak to people because people's minds are already grabbed 
by lies that they put in the place of truth and then they reject the truth and call it a lie. So yes, it can be very frustrating to share the word of the Lord. It can be um, it can be wearying, at least for me. That is um, just my observation. But nevertheless, I don't I don't think that we are supposed to abdicate our responsibility as the church. And so I will stop the video here. Mm. Please take your time and watch them when you are able to best absorb these things. This is Celestial with the Master's Voice. There will be no written prophecy for this. I will simply put links on the blog to let those who are reading the blog who don't naturally gravitate to YouTube know that there are videos that they may want to watch. Uh, wherever you're watching this from, God bless you and keep you. And until I see you again, goodbye.